Irish Beats with Rob O'Connor. Your music now. This is Beat. This is Irish Beats with Rob O'Connor and Beat 102103. Uh, we're gearing up to festival season now. Uh, things are back and they're back with a bang. And uh, on the line with me or in the virtual studio with me is Shiv, a.k.a. Siobhan McLean. But we'll talk about uh, her identity issues in a few minutes. Uh, I wonder, is it like Batman and Bruce Wayne? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> or Wonder Woman and Diana Prince. That might be a better analogy. Um, uh, Shiv is going to be performing at a number of festivals over the summer, uh, including Body and Soul very, very soon. So we're going to talk about that, talk about her previous releases, EPs, and hopefully a forthcoming album as well. Shiv, first off, how are you? Hello, Rob. I'm good. Thank you. How are you getting on? I'm great. And the last time we spoke, you were in France. Yes. You were in, you were in an apartment in Paris, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and oh. I was in an attic in Dunmore. <laughs> and I'm still in an attic, but it's slightly nicer now. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's so, so <laughs> oh, there's, a, there's a banjo as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a mandolin in the corner as well, yeah. Um, so, come here. where are you today? I'm in a thigh in Kildare, back home. I actually just literally moved out of my apartment in Paris on Monday, so still kind of having withdrawal symptoms, um, but I had to kind of come back to reality at some point. Is is it a culture shock going from, okay, I'm not, I'm not disparaging a thigh in any way, right, but is it a culture shock moving from the hustle and bustle of Paris, like a proper global capital city, yeah. back to a thigh? In a sense, but also, I guess, like, um, I kind of, through all the, uh, throughout the time I was living in Paris, I was sort of back and forth anyway. And I sort of just, whenever I'm in the Thai, I kind of would be up and down to Dublin most most of the time. So it doesn't feel too different. Um, and it's also really nice. We have such a lovely canal um, and the River Barrow as well in the Thai. It's lovely, relaxing kind of spot to be in and nice to decompress and like process the fact that I've just made a major, major change in my life. So I have to say I'm enjoying it so far. I wasn't going to ask you this now, but I'm going to ask you it anyway, because we're kind of on the subject of geography. Do you, do you find it easier to write in certain places? Yeah, I definitely feel like it's, it's more inspired. Actually, do you know what? I've, I've grappled with this because I wonder sometimes, is it, is it the environment? I think the environment definitely is a catalyst, but I feel like the more important thing for me personally is just like having space and time to myself. Um, just like feeling like I have uninterrupted chunk of time where I can kind of get into a little bit of a bubble and have like entire tunnel vision almost. Um, so yes and no about the environment. I think it helps. I think like being in Paris was really, you know, was amazing. I could go for a walk and like just literally a walk down my road. I felt like a burst of creativity. But the more important thing I feel is just like, yeah, the space and the time. Yeah. So do you know what I said about Batman and Bruce Wayne and like Shiv and Siobhan McLean? Perhaps a toy is kind of like your bat cave and you can go back there and you can reflect but then he can go back to Gotham City and yeah. fight crime maybe, we'll go you know. I'll take it <laughs> yeah I, I don't know it's a really crude uh, crude acronym uh, an, an analogy anyway I mean, never mind about that it's a stupid comic book it <laughs> um, okay so but do you find that even yourself do you have do you ever refer to yourself in your head as Siobhan and Shiv are they two different people I don't know like the funny thing is I used to be Siobhan to most people and then just like the people that were close friends with me would call me Shiv. Um, so hence the kind of progression then it felt like natural to for that to be my state my stage name because it felt 
the most like me, I guess. I've always felt more like a Shiv than a Siobhan. Um, but yeah, I, now I kind of feel like, I don't know, it takes, it's taken the specialness out of the, like, you know, it was almost like a sign of like the closeness of relationship, the fact that people would call me Shiv. But now it's kind of like more common that, you know, it's kind of everyone uh, does. So I think I'm starting to set, uh figure out the separation between the two now I'm I've I've only really been in this properly two and a half years um so I feel like I'm still learning and I guess yeah just still trying to figure out is there a difference between Siobhan and Shiv should there be and where is that line um so yeah still working it out it's a tough one isn't it because you know it's not you know if you're in a band there's yeah. there's three of you or four of you or however many of you there are and you're in their band, whatever the band is. And, and I suppose that's part of the identity, but you're individuals inside that. But as yeah. a solo artist, you're like you're you're not Siobhan McLean, you're Shiv, who yeah. I, and like, no, I haven't seen you live yet. So I, I don't know what your live show is like, but certainly you're, what I've seen from your videos and, and your music and, and even the the visuals that go out with your your material, you clearly have a kind of a, there's an aesthetic there. Uh, you do, like you're wearing today a, a hoodie and or a, a fleece top, you know, whereas I, I, you don't wear a fleece top on stage. There yeah. is there is a persona, whatever yeah. that persona might be. Yeah. You know, so I wonder is there is is does that is that part of the identity, the Shiv identity that has now emer or is emerging? Potentially, and it could just even be just an exaggerated version of the creative part of myself. Mm. Like even in these times, like, you know, with social media and everything, I feel everyone has become kind of a brand. Um and it's a blessing and a curse that artists have kind of access to social media to use this as a essentially a marketing platform. You know, that's basically what it is. We're we're lucky that we have access to that as independent artists. But it but it's also, yeah, it's a weird, weird thing that we are like every moment is curated, you know, when we're capturing things, it's with the purpose of sharing to other people to to seek their approval to show a certain side or or version of yourself that may or may not be accurate um so yeah it's just weird it's it's a strange time for identity i feel generally um and as an artist i'm 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 trying to just figure out uh, where exactly i sit in the, in, in the whole thing yeah it's it's a conundrum it, yeah. it is a conundrum. Does it ever get you down? Do you ever just want to kind of go, oh, Jesus, I just, yeah. I don't want to put something up on Instagram. I just want to have a cup of coffee or, or whatever. Yeah, it's definitely not. I, I I wouldn't be on social media if it wasn't for the fact that I'm an artist. Um, I study, I did my undergrad in psychology and mm. for my thesis, I study, I did a, um, an experiment regarding like social media and anxiety and stuff like that I gave it up at that point I was before I was a singer I gave it up for um it was a month at first and then I went for like three months without it and then I didn't have a phone for a while and I really liked that like when I'm writing as well I don't I delete all of my apps and sometimes just turn off my phone and stuff like that um I personally find that you have a lot more space and time for yourself and you're less consumed with what other people think about you just generally as like the way you go about life. I feel like because of social media, because of the fact that we are so conscious of it, 
it kind of just seeps into the, your subconscious and every day going on, you know what I mean? You just end up just feeling conscious and like wondering how other people are perceiving you all of the time anyway. So yeah, I definitely think um, if I had the choice and if it wasn't uh, such a kind of a beneficial aspect to my job, I definitely wouldn't be using social media at all. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not for me, for sure. Right. Do these ideas ever come into your music? Yeah. And right yeah. now, because I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of a song in particular. Now, it was a good few years ago. I think it was one of your first releases, or one of your first ones, which was here. Yeah. And is that about being present? No, actually. But you know what? If people want to take it as that, absolutely. <laughs> no, it's it's only as we're as we're talking about this, and I'm trying to remember it now. Just so I, I'm, my memory is probably a bit fuzzy. You know, I I, yeah. I misremember things. But I'm going. Hang on a minute now. Maybe there's something that maybe you've played some of your thesis. Yeah, into you a song. Know it could have like just sub- you never know what the subconscious kind of throws out. You know, you, sometimes I feel like I write a song and I think it's about one thing, and then it ends up being about feeling more resonant, being about something else. Um, but yeah, definitely, I it's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently, especially like I've been writing my album lately um, for the past year and a half or so and have been kind of focusing in a little bit on on that aspect of things of like the you know globalization and like social media and I don't know the the societal systems that we have in the world um all kind of somehow end up coming into the music in one in a way shape or one way shape or form um and I'm looking forward to being able to kind of express those feelings and thoughts in my music. Um, I'm looking forward to sharing that as well, how I've been kind of processing um, where where I fit in in the world and, and what, it, what it means to be a person, I guess. Okay, okay. well, right. So uh, because you brought that up in the context of, of your album, I'm going to ask you a question and, and you can tell me to F off if, if it is in any way insulting because it's not meant in this way, right? But... Like okay, so you're you're of uh, Zimbabwean Irish heritage, is that correct? And okay, so you're you're there in County Kildare. You've been in France for a while. There's, it sounds like a complex identity. And as you've discussed there, and I don't mean in a kind of a shiv shivon uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. analogy, right? So so there's there's and I'm not saying it's a bad thing in any stretch of yeah, the imagination. No, 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 not at all. Uh, I'm not like that. And then when you talk about what you've discussed about social media and maybe the the roles that people play. There's there's quite a lot going on there that, you know, could be potentially be ploughed into an album. And is is are those the kind of issues that you're perhaps talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. That's kind of where it started. Um I was really inspired. Well not inspired, but um in the wake of the Black Lives Matter movement, George yeah. Floyd, um I know that there's been movements before, but I guess maybe it was like a combination of things. The fact that we were all in lockdown and the fact that it all went down over social media and we were all just watching this unfold. It really hit me hard, um, really, really hard. And it kind of made me reprocess a lot of things from just like growing up and kind of like perceptions that people had put on me or like just you know just how I how I experienced being mixed race in Ireland um growing up things that I just had really kind of pushed to the back of my mind um and yeah that's kind of where it all started I started writing songs about that but since then it's really progressed because I just feel like 
you can't speak about race in isolation. There's too too many other things that make up a person. I don't want to just be some girl like the a black artist that only writes about black music because that's that's not that's one tiny aspect of my personality identity um yeah and being mixed race is it's confusing (laughs) it's really really I have to say it's Mm. really the last year or two I really have struggled with my identity um and just figuring out what I'm supposed to be or who I'm supposed to be um and I guess like the the most important thing I've learned is like there's no real supposed to be like you know you just are and like you just have to you just yeah exist like there's not much more you know you can't be caught up in the labels and the and the I don't know categories that people put you in because it's just unnecessary and will cause you way more stress and harm than good trying to fit into these boxes that you and other people put in put uh for you yeah. did it take did it take you a while to arrive at that conclusion Absolutely. Yeah. I've only really kind of started internalizing it now. Like it's a conclusion that I was arriving towards. Um, and it's, it's something that I feel deeply, but it's not like I've just click a finger. I, it's something I know and I believe, but it's not something that I can just click a finger and be like, okay, yes, I'm, I'm fine now. And I'm a well-adjusted human being who knows exactly who they are. You know, it's a constant process. Um, and yeah, I guess writing the album has definitely been been a catalyst and it's been amazing to a sense of, I mean, I guess a sense of therapy in a way of like, you know, working through a lot of these things and coming to a lot of realizations. But that's just like the theory of it. it the practice is like a daily thing that I have to keep consciously working on and working towards. Yeah. So you can cut, you can know it, but you mightn't feel it. Exactly. It, 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 does that make sense? I know that, that, that that's no, reductive, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep yeah. reminding yourself in a way. Yeah, but I think these are important issues that, that need to come out in art, whatever form that art might take, whether it's music or, or, or poetry or, or it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, um, yeah there, there's, and like, I mean, I, I, I've been blown away by the, the, the quality and the diversity of acts over the last while. I think it makes for a much more interesting musical landscape. Absolutely. Don't, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with four, four blokes with a guitar. Nothing wrong yeah. with that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's not the be all and end all of music. Yeah, um, it's, not what, it's not the only Irishness that exists yeah. anymore, which it's just, it's amazing the access that artists have now to, to um, be creative and free and independent uh, and it's it's amazing to see that represented and like to see that we are as artists in this generation are putting Ireland on the map like people are talking about Ireland you know what I mean there's so much like ridiculous levels of talent in so many different genres it's honestly it's like it's amazing to be part of it I'm so proud to be part of this community but it's it's like mind blowing as well that number one, it hasn't been pushed before this. Yeah. Um, number two, that it just exists on such a like tiny little Ireland island, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Keep keeping the culture growing and, and uh, progressing. Yeah. I, I've, 
spoken to a number of artists who are um, LGBTQ plus, right? Mm-hmm. And so, some people are fully out. Mm-hmm. Others are private. Some are some are private, but out. Others are very much. I want to keep it to myself, and mm-hmm. I can understand. I, I mean, who am I to say where somebody should be? But but I remember one one person saying to me one time, "I don't want to be the gay singer." Yeah. And I was. I remember just thinking about that at the because right because me with my stupid hat on going. Sure, I, I I think I'm lovely, and I go. Sure, what difference does it matter? Nobody cares. Yeah. But I can understand somebody doesn't want. I just don't want to be reduced down to, the, like what you were talking about. The, somebody putting me in a box saying, "Oh, that's yeah. the gay singer," or yeah. "That's the whatever transsexual singer." It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. You know, or somebody that's the that's the black singer from Kildare. Yeah. You know, and now we can move on. You know, I, I can understand, you know, everyone is complex and it doesn't matter who you are, where you're coming from. Everyone has, you know, reducing somebody down to what could seem like a surface characteristic, which yeah. is not to suggest that race or gender or or, or or orientation or whatever is a surface thing. I'm not suggesting that. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, trying to reduce people into boxes is probably mm-hmm. not a good idea. Not at all. It just makes people one dimensional and it kind of yeah. like, I don't know, suppresses if it's someone like me who I'm sensitive to how people are towards me. Um, and like <clears throat> when I was younger, you know, I let stuff like that get to me and like feel like, oh, OK, so this is what I should be. Then that is all I am. And, you know, yeah. it's it's yeah, it's just there's like you said, people are, are, are so much more complex and the complexities need to be celebrated um but at the same time as human beings like our brain just likes to take shortcuts you know what I mean you can't think of a complex story for every single person that you come across yeah um, so I understand it as well you know like it is that's just how we are our brains are wired to just you know our cognitive capacity cannot deal with like <laughs> all of these people with all of these complex things to them so I get it but it's it's like yeah it's again it's like a it, it would ha- it would be a conscious decision to try and say okay so what else can I find out about this person you know aside from the thing that I can see straight away perhaps there's an actually a nice analogy with music yeah. because right so I think years ago when I was young for it, there were some clear delineations in musical genres. Rock mm. was one thing. Dance was another. Mm. You know, jazz was another thing. And there were very, there was a very clear line between them. Right. Well, to, to, to most extents, right? Yeah. Whereas now, uh, everything in, uh, when I say pop, I say, pop, that just means popular. It doesn't necessarily mean the genre of music. Yeah. Uh, it's very hard to put something into a particular category. Yeah, because everything is kind of blurring. The lines are blurring, and everything is blending into one thing. They can have a rock lick with a jazz bass line and a a funky drummer. In there. you know what I mean? It can all be mixed up, and then you can have some sort of like hip hop vocal going over it. Yeah. How, right. How let's imagine somebody hasn't heard your music before. How would you describe yeah. it? That's the thing, isn't it? Because I feel like. Like you said, right now, the lines are so blurred. Um, we're in such an, a magical time that we have such 
amazing access to music that we can draw inspiration from such a wide variety of of genres and the fact that we have the freedom to make like you know I can whip out my laptop now and make a song if I want you know what I mean you can you have the freedom um so it's hard to say okay I'm this thing I guess I would say like probably to the closer end to the in the realm of like R&B neo soul jazz some kind of hip-hop elements I feel and then some pop as well sometimes you know it really is genuinely I can see that in a lot of my music and yeah so it's it's hard to just say okay this is what it is it's a it's a little mishmash of a few things yeah you could I can hear it like from like the me to me and certainly the love interlude as well uh, those two EPs uh, there, there is I would struggle to put a put a finger on on saying it's that genre I, yeah. I really would you know um and that's with everything these days though, yeah. like said, it's it's not just you know there's everyone is kind of is multi multi-dimensional um musically which is which is a nice way to do it it's just music now you know what i mean yeah it makes things more interesting because you just never know oh what could this be you know uh it's i, I think i think it is and anyway. it makes for an li- interesting listening experience yeah, but it but it does make things difficult to kind of put into boxes sometimes yeah. you just want to <laughs> but anyway that's another day's work that, that, yeah <laughs> but anyway like i i, I was djing recently at a in a pub first gig i'd done in a long while yeah and i was going god right because often I, it was a four-hour gig so it was a long yeah. one and i might go through kind of musical genres I'm going to play a funk set and then I'm going to do an 80s set and then I'm going to, and I'm going to yeah I, I have all this great stuff here and I don't know where any of that fits in you know <laughs> it's just kind of yeah it, it's the eclectic set and we'll just yeah. leave it at that there we um, go. <laughs> right but speaking about speaking about gigs right so gigs 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 are back uh, so like you have released a couple of EPs you're working on the album but this would all have large not all but largely have been done during COVID so let's just park that move it away because uh, I don't want to face that anymore but yeah, right gigs, gigs gigs 2022 you are performing at the Hennessy Hip Hop House as part of this year's Body and Soul Festival uh, that's uh, stay, taking place the weekend starting the 17th of June yes. are you looking forward to it? Yes I'm so excited I'm so so excited this is my first um, like Irish festival circuit I guess because um, I hadn't really performed that much before lockdown happened. Um, and Body and Soul has always been like a festival that I've loved, like always. You know, it's got such a beautiful atmosphere. They c- take such care of making sure that it's not just, um, you know, festival to just go and get drunk and, you know, we'll wake up on Monday and not even remember the weekend. You know, there's there's a lot of care that that goes into making it be a holistic kind of experience, which is, um, which is amazing. And it's a gorgeous lineup, so many talented Irish acts. So it's a pleasure to be part of it. What are you, what are you most looking forward to? And please be selfish. (laughs) I'm actually really, there's loads of really good people playing on the Hennessy stage. I'm really looking forward to seeing um, King Kavanagh, FA will be unreal. Um, and I think Abby Koulibaly and Monjola are playing as well. I'm really looking forward to seeing them. Um, and honestly, just like all being 
able to yeah just have a good time basically in the sun have a few drinks um and enjoy you know yeah will you be performing with a with a band or will you be using tracks or what way will it go yeah so we have my full band there um which will be yeah really really nice and it's always a nicer atmosphere you know when you have the band with you you can feel and hear the music live and things can go wrong but that's part of the excitement you know it's yeah I'm really looking forward to it yeah isn't that the energy though of of, of a gig you know Absolutely. it's yeah it, there's nothing beats it I I, I no look I, I would say that but there yeah, really is nothing absolutely. beats it yeah um, like so, so as you mentioned, there are a number of acts on the uh, the hip hop the hip hop house stage at Body and Soul this year. Uh, so there's Mango and Mathman are I think the headliners. Yes. Uh, but there's also like um, Louise Chen, Finch, Alicia Ray, yourself, and a whole host of others as you've mentioned. Uh, I see Nilo's on the bill before, and I I know I think you've worked with Nilo before. Am I correct yes. about that? Yeah. So is, is there any chance of an old collaboration or two, perhaps? There might be. I don't know. I don't know what I can say. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, there's. I think there's. There's something in the in the works for sure. Brilliant. Okay. Right. Yeah. So it's, again, that's part, that's what I love about festivals, where that kind of stuff happens. You know, because hey, I know you. You're on there. I'm on here at three o'clock. You're on at five o'clock. So I'll be finished. I'll tell you what, I'll come on and I'll join you for maybe yourself and Nilo could do jumbo breakfast roll by Pat Short <laughs> or something like that. Uh, I'd say that'd really go down well. Actually, it probably would go down. <laughs> really well. <laughs> yeah, actually, it would. Actually, thinking about that, that'd be counter programming. <laughs> um, yeah. So right. So that's coming up on the week. Weekend of the 17th of June, uh, Body and Soul, just just Google it, all of the information is there. Uh, it takes place in Ballinlock Castle in County Westmeath. Uh, if the weather is anyway right, it's just going to be a little slice of heaven yeah. uh, for that weekend. It'll be great. Uh, but you're going to be, you have other gigs in the pipeline for the summer as well, don't you? Yes. So I'm actually, a few other festivals at Forbidden Fruit tomorrow and then... Um, got C-Sessions, Independence all together now. So it'll be a very fun-packed summer. Um, and yeah, feel free to to come see me there if, if anyone's interested in hearing me live. <laughs> and will there be any possibility of some kind of like a, a shiv tour, like as in outside of the festival arena? Now, look, obviously it won't be over the summer, but... Yeah, possibly- I think probably the logical move after the album would be to tour. Um, and I think I should probably experience a tour at least once in my life. But I don't know, is it necessarily my niche? <laughs> I like sleep. I like comfort. I like being in my home. Um, so, yes, it's definitely going to happen for sure. Um, but I don't know how regular it will be. <laughs> so w- when do you think the album might be around? Or is that is that too early to say? It kind of feels the music is starting to feel the most done. I think I've got all of the songs at least. Um, but who knows? Like I know I want to do some amazing visuals for it. Um, I still have to kind of do the run around all the tracks. So I'd say maybe another six months at least, I would imagine. Um, but that's not too far. <laughs> no. So, but what I mean is that it's not going to be a 2022 release. It'll probably be a 2023 release. Would that be fair enough? I would guess so. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's guess. cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Totally, totally. But in the meantime, we can catch you live at uh, Body and Soul on the weekend of the 17th and then all the other festivals. And I'm sure you'd be updating your various social media platforms that you don't like engaging with, uh, <laughs> with, with details of other gigs. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, will do. Right. I have one last question for you. Yes. I, uh, I, I was just just before we started the interview, I said I better just check because I was thinking, you know, uh, where are you? The Love Interlude was the last thing that I remembered from you, which was 2021. I was saying, God, yeah. she hasn't done that lately, has she? Uh, you know, thinking you haven't done like a single in the last couple of weeks and I didn't re- recognise it. Uh, I did look online and I found a song called Nah by Yash Patak. It's an Indian right now. This you should look this up on Apple Music, right? right. It's an, it's it's an Indian song, yeah. but it features Alicia and Shiv. No way. That's not you, is it? It's definitely not me. No. I, I was just wondering, maybe you were going for that Bollywood market as well. No, I mean I've heard it's a good market out there, so I might give it a go in a couple of years. Yeah, but look, there there is that. It's a bit of a banger, actually. To be honest with you, it's a song called Na N A. Okay. Yash Patak. Featuring Alicia and Shiv. Okay, there we go. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> no, it's not that. you, no. Definitely not me, I can <laughs> confirm. <laughs> okay, you heard it here first, folks. Um, Shiv, thank you very, very much for speaking with me today. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Uh, if, you, if somebody wants to find out more about you, what's the best place they should go? Probably Instagram would be the best bet. Um, hi underscore I'm underscore Shiv. And you can find me on all the streaming platforms as well. It's just S-H-I-V, Shiv. Brilliant. Fabulous. Yeah. Shiv, thanks so much. we talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Irish Beats with Rob O'Connor on Beat 102-103.